hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yes, good Saturday morning once again. My name is Rick Zamprin. We have Rob Golfie. We have Philip Golfie. Uh, those two individuals are sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. You can also like Rob Golfie on Facebook. If you've missed uh, any uh, past program you can easily go to uh, itunes or google play and subscribe to the hamilton real estate show podcast past episodes also online at robgolfie.com and 900chml.com if you have a question for the golfie team or if you have a topic in mind that you want us to tackle on this program send us an email questions at robgolfie.com that email address is questions at robgolfie.com we have a host of topics as we usually do to get to on today's program We'll talk about a housing study from the C.D. Howe Institute. Victoria, B.C., white hot in terms of luxury homes. We'll talk about the Real Estate Association here in Ontario saying it's not going to wade into the election campaign. And uh, a host of things on millennials. And maybe we'll start <laughs> with uh, with that because, you know, Philip Golfi usually is dressed to the nines. <laughs> Today... We might give him a, a .5 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I know it's the long weekend. I know it's Saturday, but uh, I'm, uh, we'll give you a pass. Yeah, I'm going on a going on a little hike today. Oh, nice. Head down to the Niagara Gorge there. Excellent. And, and Be careful. I, you know what? There's some there's some scary parts. There there's, have been. I know that Niagara Gorge, and I know that I know the uh, the pathways down, and I've done those pathways <laughs> when I was uh, in high school. In the dark, <laughs> <laughs> but there's Talk about there's, that, no, there's that, some that's scary, scary little like oh, yeah. li- like like for sure like you can you know and as as there is everywhere you know we've seen in in you know we're gonna get to the the year of the um, you know what's it called when they rescue the people out of the uh, the waterfalls yeah. oh there's yeah. actually the, uh, the rope rescue rope rescue right? we're we're, we're in, right, the first one of the years coming oh geez. I think <laughs> it's gonna come this there, year there's a safe. On one of those paths going down to the gorge, okay. there's a, like so, like I'm not sure if they uh, r- somebody robbed a safe and it was heaved over the uh, over the. So are people uh, trying to get to the safe? Well, I, I don't know <laughs> if, if, they're going if down? I don't know what the story is about the safe, but there's a <laughs> yeah you find stuff going down those oh, going imagine. down through the gorge. And I I remember when I was in high school, my buddies and I, and this is you know when you're in high school you do bad sure. You know, things. we've all done things that we yeah, want to take and back. And then uh, we went down to the the gorge in the middle of the night, and it's dark. Like it's black. Yeah. Titch, it's black, black. Like you, it's all forestry and everything. Mm-hmm. Can't use and, your cell phone. And I don't know. <laughs> no, there was no cell, <laughs> no cell phones. There was no cell phones those days. <laughs> but I don't know how we actually made it down and back up. Really? Eh? In the dark. I, I just don't know how we did it. No flashlights. Case of beer and and that's it. <laughs> was there any moonlight you can uh... yeah yeah we just had the the, the moon but but uh, I don't know like uh, I don't see uh, like Philip as a 
a millennial, like he's an eligible bachelor right now. Okay. Right? Okay. So he's going down on a hike. I think he's got a date on this hike. Oh, That's no. my he hasn't said no. anything, but I think it's a date. <laughs> there are there are a lot more exciting places you can go and safer. Yeah. yeah. No, the gorge the gorge is nice. It's once you get down close oh, to the it's water. Beautiful. The yeah. water levels look way higher this year than any other year. Like before you used to be able to you know, there's those big rocks down down by the water and you can mm. go right down, but I saw pictures and it looks like the you know the water's completely covering some of those rocks really? in, wow. in comparison to other years. So yeah. um, it's a good hike. Should be though. fun. Good, yeah, but good you're doing exercise. it during the day. Yeah, definitely okay. during he's, the he's, day. He's, he's putting and her you know through what? the test. Can she handle hiking? <laughs> then he'll put her through the going. Can she go snowboarding? <laughs> there you go. Can she do this? No, I'm and not they go, like okay. that. <laughs> I'm not like that. But uh, now, on but the flip the side, you're going to be going to operas. Uh, <laughs> you know, can, he stand, can he sit through a whole opera? Yeah, now that's that's the true asleep. test. Yeah. That's the true test. Yeah. 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 yeah, romantic comedies. Here they come. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Let's dip into uh, the uh, well, one of the two millennial topics we're going to get to today. I found this uh, very interesting though we have uh, discussed it on uh, past programs millennials abandoning toronto and vancouver and obviously we've seen over the last year that a lot of them are coming our way as well yeah i think you know i was i was talking to this you know i was on the scott thompson show earlier yes. this week i dropped your name actually yeah, that's how you got yeah. on the show so uh, i said i know a guy <laughs> <laughs> so uh he called me up about this and 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 one of the things that i i mentioned is it's the other big suburban city centers that are becoming more livable um that are being attractive to you know the millennial style of living and and putting up that the, the affordable housing while being able to cater to get into the city through transit or get around that particular city through transit um the other thing is millennials can't sit still right it's it, we've you, noticed it, on the show many times. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you go to you know you go to a family event and you talk to your cousin and you say hey what's going on you know what are, what are you up to and he'll say yeah you know i'm just working at a local winery i'm excited i love it here next family event you talk to him how's the winery going he's like actually i'm moving to australia in two months right and yeah gonna live out there for two years right it's it's you know that's that's the style of the millennial living it's they're always looking for that next, you know, they'll sit in a job for, for a month or two and they'll look for the next job. And mm-hmm. um, it also has, you know, tons of benefits if they if they do that. We've seen that um, it's it's the fastest way to climb a corporate ladder and it's the fastest way to increase your salary, salary by moving around from job to job and getting that, that experience that you need. Hmm. So as that happens, as, as millennials move around from job to job, comes relocation right right so they might want to work in the torontos and vancouver's but they're not they're necessarily going to be living there. exactly yeah. so so what's happening is is they're they're moving to the outskirts they'll go downtown get that experience um maybe hop around from job to job for three or four years and then as soon as they find that stable position they'll move out of the city and commute in mm-hmm. right um by that time maybe they've met somebody and they you know want to move in together and and, and build a family right. um it's very hard to do that downtown toronto when oh, you yeah. have you know a 650 square foot condo with one bedroom yeah exactly um and and that sort of thing but um and 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 like i said before it's you know hamilton's become so attractive it's everybody calls it the mini toronto everybody calls it you know um we have a lot of things that they have to offer in Mm -hmm. terms of entertainment lifestyle and uh and living um we'll never be like them and and, and I'm not sure we want it. Yeah, you, like you don't. You don't, 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 don't want to. You don't want to. But yeah. but yeah. But you want to have the characteristics that that attract people right. to your city, right? Yeah. And it's it's ensuring that that what's you know not losing track of what's attracted those types of people here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you build that sustainability. So if they come here, you don't want them to leave, right? If if you know, and people are going to Toronto and they're leaving, whether it's you know the, the concrete jungle of people living on top of each other and and it's just too busy, right? 
Um, but but it's it's not losing track of you know what's made Hamilton popular and what 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 attracts people to Hamilton, whether it's the heritage or you know the culture and lifestyle or the restaurants or the entertainment. It's ensuring that you know we continue to build off that and not lose focus and and just start throwing up condos everywhere we can on every single corner to attract people because you know it'll attract people. It definitely will change the skyline and and make the city look more busy, but. Not necessarily it's not, the right it, Yeah, it's not necessarily, you know, sustainable. You mentioned transportation as well. Our city is getting into, uh, you know, even more so that uh, kind of infrastructure in terms of LRT coming, all day go, two huge factors for Massive. not only millennials, but anyone who wants to live in a more affordable place, but still work in a place like Toronto that's that's not as affordable. Yeah, like, like I've said it on the show before I said it on Scott's show, we have people that call us every single day and say, we, we know you're getting the LRT, we know there's a, you know, the go where where can I live that I can walk to the go every single day? I want to be in a five-minute walk to the go station. Mm-hmm. Where can I live? And they'll say, you know, I want to be on that main LRT corridor. Um, you know, how, how you know, where can I live? Where's the main, you know, hub going to be? If I live at this one, if I live here, can I get here by this time, right? right? Yeah. So those are the questions that we're having right now um, and, and that we're having to figure out as realtors to make sure that when these people do come down, they want to be ahead of the curve. Um, because these these houses along this corridor are going to increase in value mm-hmm. due to um, these specific hubs or these you know transit stops or stations. Um, so so a lot of people are coming in and, and trying to be ahead of the curve and and in hope that everything comes to fruition that it, it does get done and completed um, so that they're they're all set up when it when it happens. Mm-hmm. And and it'll be hard to uh, stop that wave of people coming from the GTA because uh, now they've noticed that. A lot of millennials have left, yeah. but by the time they notice, it's too late. They they're, can't. They're already gone. They're, they're they're gone, and then but but and it's still and they're still coming. They're still coming, and for them to change it, it's going to take years. So by the time they, I don't know yeah. what they can do to change. Yeah. They can't change it. It's that's just the that's the trend that that's happened, mm-hmm. and it's going to mm-hmm. continue happening. And uh, but I think it, this attests to like the big corporations leaving Toronto. It's not just the millennials. It's the you know it's the Microsoft. It's the Googles. It's the it's the big you know tech companies and the big you know the other big corporations that that are huge job suppliers. Toronto's too expensive for those corporations as well. It's not oh, just yeah. too expensive for the you know the homeowner and the right. you know the end user. It's too expensive for to open up office space and 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 build a new office. So they're they're looking elsewhere and 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 they're pulling those um you know those recruiters are pulling people out of toronto and saying hey we can offer you you know it might not be the the salary that you're looking for or even if it is but if we can offer you a job here where you're going to pay you know two thousand dollars less a month mm-hmm. less uh, taxes less, less uh, and, everything and and, and yeah. you're not going to have to have that that you know city hustle and bustle every day and that you know sitting in traffic yeah and and, and you know, and, and, and that's, you know, as a recruiter, there's, you know, a lot of people do this on a daily basis where they go out and recruit people from other companies. And if you can pitch that to somebody. Mm-hmm. That's a big card. It's a huge, yeah, yeah. it's a huge pull. Yeah, it's, uh, it, 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 people are looking for uh, more value for less money. There's no doubt. And and I know they're saying, uh, they're also talking about, you know, we're, we're going to get into talking about um, uh, overvalued properties, mm-hmm. that's what they're saying, because of builders not able to have things. I know we're going to talk about that, 
But uh, but it's again, like I said, it's not going to stop. You're going to see more and more people coming this way. It's a great trend for for Hamilton, and it's just and it's going to be fantastic. All these numbers coming from uh, Statistics Canada, and uh, one of the glaring ones was uh, this just pertains to Toronto. From 2012 to 2017, the net intra-provincial migration. So this is the number of people leaving Toronto for other parts of the province was 142,000 people. That is uh, that, that that's, that's a that's a that's city. A, yeah, that's like. <laughs> <laughs> it is, right? yeah, yeah. No <laughs> kidding. And they're not, you know, odds are they're and not going to get a lot of those people back. No, they, no, they won't. There, they won't. Because yeah. people, once they start, you know what? When it ha- what happens is it's harder to to move uh, somebody when they're in their uh, when they have children that are 10, 12 oh, years yeah. old. Either they do it before the the kids are born, or or as they're born, yeah. or they do it when they're retired. Yeah. So and then. We'll see how Toronto uh, makes out over the next uh, few years, but at least it's uh, Hamilton's benefit, that's for sure. We will uh, continue our uh, Millennials talk. This time we'll talk about uh, what they want and uh, what they don't need in their homes. That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio this fine morning with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. You can also subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Check out past episodes and keep up to date with this show. And if you have a question for the Golfie team or a topic idea you want us to tackle a specific topic you have in mind in terms of real estate, you can email your question to questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. We'll talk about Victoria, B.C. and why it's so hot in terms of luxury homes. The C.D. Howe Institute has uh, a new study on housing that we'll dive into as well. And we'll also talk about the Real Estate Association here in Ontario not being too keen on waning into the provincial election. In a matter of seconds, we'll talk about what millennials want and don't want in their homes. But Rob, you had a, uh, an anecdote regarding not only do millennials are moving out of Toronto, but uh, the older people but, are too. But also the, uh, the retirees, they're, they're moving out. They're cashing in on their uh, house and moving into uh, areas like like Niagara Falls and, and I, uh, London where home, home ownership is cheaper. So... Um, so they'll, they'll end up selling their $1.2 million house, which is just a regular two-story or, or, or a bungalow, and they're buying the same house in, let's say, Niagara Falls yeah. for less than half as much. Pocketing the rest. And, and uh, pocketing the and rest and enjoying the world. Traveling. I, I purchased a condo in Grimsby, right. and, it, and the dynamic of the demographic that lives within that condo is hilarious. Really? Eh? Right? So what's it like? So you have guys like me that are you know between 20 and 25 years old, mm-hmm. first-time home buyers. Um, you know, just starting out, you know, with home ownership. Right. And then, and then you have, you have Sam these, and Harriet's. <laughs> you have these yeah, it's so funny. You have these guys that are, you know, sixty five plus that right. you know, they're they're just either, you know, single or divorced men or or um you know, people that are together that they just live there for four or five months of the year and they're gone. Really? Right. So so sometimes, you know, the elevator talk it it, it varies, right? <laughs> but it's it's uh 
it's it's funny because that's <clears throat> in a lot of the condos that's what's happening right now is the retirees in the and the young millennial are looking to buy the exact same thing. That's it's interesting. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. And the way the condo is, the, the way it's it, it's very attractive to a young millennial in terms of the amenities, you know, it has the gym, it has the mm-hmm. pool, but it's it all those same things is still attractive to the right. you know the retiree. So it's a it's a unique demographic within the condo. It's it's going to be interesting to see you know how it transitions if it's going to go more retiree mm-hmm. or more um, millennial. I, w- I would think be- just based on purchasing power that those oh, the, reti- yeah. the retirees are going to win the day oh, for sure. Right? Every sure. every single time. Yeah. And there and there and there's a little community that they're building in in uh, in Grimsey just by Casablanca. Like it's like they're building like a little mini downtown core, yeah. uh, like with all commercial that. Uh, you know, everybody just can walk, leave their condo and take a walk and go for a coffee or go for, you know, like a, a sandwich. There's going to be all these little cafe and, and little tiny small restaurants all right, right. all around these condos. And I, apparently, is it six, six or 12,000 people are going to be moving yeah. in? On the west end of Grimsey, in all those in the, all those condos hmm. there that are going in. So, but again, they, that also appeals to the millennials. Those, yeah. those cafes, little they shops, love it. Yeah. They love close it. Close to the highway, yeah. Because right? yeah. they don't they don't they don't cook. They <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they go they go down the street. I'm and pick for up. a breakfast place. And yeah, uh, there you there's go. A, so they need a breakfast, front, lunch, a, and a dinner place. There's a lakefront restaurant there um, in one of the Brand Haven buildings, and. Uh, I'm pulling. I, I I'm pulling for a breakfast spot. It would be very ideal. <laughs> this could be a commercial opportunity for you. <laughs> <laughs> be very ideal for uh, my stuff. living situation, and yeah. um, you can work anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, still millennial related. So if you're a millennial, or if you are a parent who has a millennial in the home, uh, this should be of interest to you as well. Uh, and I'm not sure how Philip feels about this, but apparently, according to a leading architect, millennials aren't too keen on living rooms. So they don't need living rooms per se. <laughs> They're not like their parents that like to lay on the couch and pass out. <laughs> In front of the I think TV. it was a bad example. They looked at they they would look at us and they say, "I'm not going to be like my parents fall asleep yeah. in front of the front of the TV all night long." <laughs> so this is this is according to his name is Patrick Schumacher. Uh, he worked on the London Aquatics Center built for the Olympics. Uh, that are, and argued that centrally located hotel room sized studio flats or apartments or condos are ideal for busy young people. Kind of makes sense. I mean, you're you're not at home a lot, perhaps. Maybe you're at work or you're doing things or you're you're at you know your breakfast stops or your cafes. You're spending <laughs> money though. Like um, like if like like if you're out every night, right? What are you going to do if you go to a cafe or you, you go to a coffee shop mm-hmm. or you go to uh you know some kind of um, you know, not not like a not a like a bar or whatever, just like a, like a, a road yeah. But there's there's the right way spot. to do it. There's right? like if you talk, like to, it, could, it could be costly. Yeah, but there's there's you know everybody. For example, half price bottles of wine. <laughs> everybody knows what days of the week and what restaurants have the half price bottles of wine, mm-hmm. right? And they and don't it, make it, the money on the wine. I don't think they they very. I don't yeah. think these places that have half price bottle wine at the no, that's not the at, at, at the restaurant. So they, people people know what what nights of the week to go where, right? They're very people are savvy that way now, mm-hmm. right? And and whether it's you know half price coffee or half price apps or half sure. price this, people know you know there's there's you know there's a little trick there's there's little rules to the game. You don't need going the, out. you don't need the entertainment book anymore. <laughs> well, no, and and that's the thing. Maybe millennials aren't entertaining at home, hence 
you know, they, they don't need the living room. If they, if they have a bedroom and a kitchen and maybe just a spot just to watch TV or yeah, do something yeah. on their tablets, that's yeah, that's I mean, that's it. all they that's need. It. Right? Yeah. yeah. I was in um one of my hotel rooms. I was I stayed at the Knickerbocker downtown um, New York City. It's, it's like right on Broadway and 52nd. And they just redid the entire hotel. All the rooms are, are – it's a really old building, really neat-looking building, but all the rooms were just redone. And uh, you walked in, it was it was um, it was like a bachelor suite, but I it was only like you know 450, 500 square feet. But the way it was done and the way it was um, the layout, yeah, the, it was perfect. The lay, like you had the bed, you had the TV on the wall, then you mm-hmm. had a washroom, and the washroom took up half the room. But that's you know that's what attracts. Wow. That's what I liked. Yeah, you know, a nice big washroom, with, and then and then I had a little uh, you know a small desk, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how the you know the living's changed in that way. But it was. You know, it was perfect. It was ideal. You don't need anything else. Low maintenance and and right. You know, away you go. Throw, throw them in a little kitchen, and there's there's yeah, a, there's ex- a pad you can yeah. live in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it was it was completely feasible. It was it was it was fantastic. So they they they've uh, they've adapted their hotel to fit that style, so that you would go back. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. <laughs> but and I was also talking to people that um, there were some people I met in the hotel that actually lived there. Right there. Really. Whether you know. There was a couple engineers that were down, um, you know, working on something, and, and they said, you know, they live in the they live in the hotel, and and uh, they loved it too. They're you know they're um, uh, early thirties, and they said it was fantastic. It was you know they loved everything about it. Interesting, yeah. So do you think builders might look at this, you know, study or report and say, uh, you know, maybe we'll build a, a set of condos with no living rooms? I mean, we'll have a bedroom, uh, well, even, we'll have a kitchen. Not even, they're almost not doing even just that. condos though. Not even just condos. You walk into a lot of the new, um, even luxury, you know you know, 3,000 square foot plus or 2,500 square foot plus, mm-hmm. a lot of them don't have dining rooms or that separate dining room. Well, they're making a bigger dinette. Right. They're so making they're a bigger dinette. expanding exactly. the kitchen. Yeah. But it's not that separate formal dining room. Right. And I think if you go down to a smaller scale, this is just another version of not having that formal dining room. Right. You're not having that formal living room. And people people are adapting to it and people like it. Yeah. 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 I mean, nowadays, uh, everyone wants, or at least 90 plus percent of the population wants that open concept. So, hence, the dining room is part of the kitchen, and they just call it the kitchen. That's right. Right? That's right. Yeah. It's um, like the dining room is uh, in, in a lot of these large houses is used maybe what, two or three times a year. Right. If that. Yeah, your Christmas, your Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, you know, Easter. Yeah. And, and But um, so it's it seems like a – it's not wasted space. It is good space, but now they're building houses to incorporate a larger dining a dinette right. that you could have – you know, and it's used all the time, every yeah. day. Yeah, so it Makes just sense. it's uh, it, it just it, times are changing, and uh, and 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 builders and are adapting to those changes. Mm-hmm. They they they're they're building what uh, what what the consumer wants. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on nine hundred CHML. Don't forget to go online to robgolfi.com. That's Rob G O L F I dot com. Call them anytime at nine zero five five seven five seventy seven hundred. Like them on Facebook, and you can follow along on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Golfi. All right, here's the story uh, about Victoria, BC. It has landed the top spot on Christie's global list of hottest luxury housing markets. The real estate arm of the famed auction company says strong year-over-year sales growth and high domestic demand for housing uh, catapulted the Vancouver Island community to lead a list of cities around the world on the annual list. Trailing Victoria on last year's list are San Diego, Orange County, California, followed by Washington, D.C., 
and Paris. And again, this is the list of the hottest luxury housing markets. Uh, Christie says the uh, Victoria market earns such a high ranking because it is seeing an influx of buyers from the United States and China and sales rates that rival frenzied and neighboring markets Toronto and Vancouver. It says the average time it took to sell a luxury property in Victoria last year was only 32 days, down from 41 days in 2016, making it one of the most fast-paced markets in the world. That's insane. Wow. To give people an idea, the average price or the average days on market for houses in Hamilton right now is 34 days on market. <laughs> wow. So you, you have these multi-million dollar luxury properties going in, in the exact same time frame as a single detached house or, or townhouse in Hamilton would go for. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. And then and, and right now in Hamilton, uh, the over the over million dollar market is not an easy market to sell. Right. Like if you're you got to be priced really accurately and and it and it's tough. It's tough. Uh, that million oh, the over million dollar uh, home is. Uh, there's, there's a lot of them for sale right mm-hmm. now. Um, just finishing off this story, Christie's also listed Toronto in the ninth spot on its list of most luxurious global cities uh, for prime property, and Muskoka, Ontario, in the second position for its rankings of the hottest secondary home market, so a.k.a. the cottage market, which isn't surprising at all. Muskoka is uh, still trending. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and, a lot of, and a lot of people now are, are um, the retirees, they're, they're looking at uh, buying that as as some as their final residential yeah. place like they're selling their uh their home and then they, they want to retire there all year round mm-hmm. yeah. some of the, all this time they've been improving that cottage that's right that's and right and now that they can cash out of their home and they'll just decide to some of those places like oh, i was man. up there last summer like lake talk about luxury homes oh my god <laughs> like yeah, lake joseph talk like not even homes like compounds yeah. like oh yeah you look yeah. at the guest house and you're saying that's your guest house <laughs> like, and, and, and the thing about the muskoka is 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 you know every everywhere you go has has water and cottages right you'll find you know you can go to all the different little lakes yeah. on in ontario or, or lmbc and, and go through their cottage country and but it's the boathouses in muskoka that's what like you know there's big houses everywhere but but the boathouses in muskoka are unbelievable like you just you're cruising along the lake and you just see this like it's a boathouse and mm-hmm, it just astonishes mm-hmm. me it's yeah it's so lo- cool i love it up a lot there. of wealth up there oh man i can imagine yeah all right uh, the city Howe institute says buyers in canada's most overheated real estate markets paid an average of two hundred twenty nine thousand dollars extra per home between 2007 and 2016. It says that's because of regulations mm-hmm. making it difficult for builders to construct more single family homes uh, the organization says zoning regulations, development charges, and housing limits in and around southern Ontario's Greenbelt have added around $168,000 to the cost of single-family houses in the GTA. And uh, the study co-author says development charges leveled by cities to fund the infrastructure needed for new housing are largely responsible for some of the increases. So, no surprise, new homes are getting more expensive, obviously, to build, and people who are buying them are, are you know, eating those costs. Yeah, so... so- they're they're saying that uh, the development charges, but regardless, the the builder is going to up his price if he sees the demand is there. Right. Whether and so when when the developer is looking at it, and he says, "Okay, I got I have this much to spend on development, this and that." So we have to price the house. We have to figure we have to put two thousand square foot homes versus three thousand, mm-hmm. unless somebody wants to build it. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it's just the, the demand. I mean, I mean, we got you know, 
close to three three hundred thousand immigrants uh, coming into Canada yeah. that have money. Most of them have money, and they're buying a house within six months to a year when they're moving here. It's not like you know they're coming here and, and it's going to take them five years to save up to buy a house. They're buying houses. They, they're coming here with a lot of cash. So there's that demand, and um, and then the demand of people buying. Um, properties like investment properties so they want to flip them so mm-hmm. so you get a guy coming in uh he wants to move into one and buys another one to uh to flip so you've got you got a combination if they actually found out how many people owned more than one property besides the the recreational properties in the muskokas and and the the Kawarthas, um how many actually people own other properties you'd mm-hmm. be surprised yeah. it, especially when you go to a new home site or or a condo condo development I can you know. imagine. Uh, one of the co-authors also said that uh, he thinks cities should look at allowing the development charges to be paid over the course of a house's existence. I'm not sure how they would determine that, rather than when it's built to help mitigate skyrocketing skyrocketing prices. So, you know, a developer has a development, and instead of collecting all that development charge at once, it's spread out over time. I'm not sure the developers it, would want it, to do it. it. It's not going <laughs> to change anything. Yeah, it, it's not. Yeah, it, pe- it, people. It's gonna, just it, the cost of doing business for the developers has become insane. Yeah. Right, because the developers are sitting on this land, and the city's going to say, "Okay, you know, it does, it's not hard to kind of do the math and figure out how much money that this developer is going to make." So they know that in terms of a negotiation, that city or or you know, they're going to try and pull everything they can sure. out of that developer. And I've heard you know some interesting stories where you know some developers have to buy a fire truck if they want to build X amount of stories. And, really? and yeah, and yeah, and I've heard um, you know just just. Through conversations with some of the developers in our area, they've had to, you know, get very creative in their negotiation to offer the city something. Here's what we're going to do for you mm-hmm. if you let us have um, this. Whether it's you know right. building a park and that and that that you know it's all about negotiation. It's kind of happens behind the scenes, sure. right? Yeah. Um, where the city is is getting a huge benefit from the developer just for the, it, it was you know. It, the cost of doing business was That's basically, basically what it boils down yeah. to. Uh, we got to run. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, the Real Estate Association here in Ontario not waiting into the provincial election. We'll explain next here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Our house is a very, very, very fine house With two cats in the yard Life used to be so hard Now everything is easy because of you This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. It's Saturday morning to one and all. My name's Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax's Gartman Realty, the Golfi team. Find them online at robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. If you have a question for the Golfi team or if you have a topic idea for a future program, email us at questions at robgolfi.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. If you're on Twitter or Instagram or even Facebook, at robgolfie, and you'll get a host of great information. And uh, be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. We appreciate the support. The Ontario Real Estate Association says it has no plans to back away from its campaign (coughs) promoting home ownership to parties and candidates in the upcoming provincial election. However, 
Aurea won't be moving ahead with billboards supporting or criticizing individual political candidates, uh, so says the Ontario Real Estate Association. So they're not wading into the election campaign. And this is interesting. Yes, politics, it is. Politics. Um, very interesting because our Ontario Real Estate Association CEO is right now Tim Hudak. Yes. Former PC party leader. Exactly. Yeah. So the politics behind this, his his and him coming out and saying we're not supporting anybody, you would all, you know, right away you would think that he has a lot of close ties and personal relationships with everyone in the PC party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it something between him and Doug Ford that's, that's not – that's clashing, right? Um, or, or him, you know, did, having did, a or, or, or him. Or who did who before Hudak came in? Who were they supporting? Uh, that's a good question. You know? My guess would be whoever would be in power and is willing to do whatever the association <laughs> yeah. wanted, but <laughs> I can't say for sure. Yeah. So, so all all of a sudden, he's not doing. They're not supporting anybody, right? So. Who knows what... Uh, I, I do find it... In, whether it's... In, it'd be great to have Tim on, on the program. And I know we've had... Uh, um, uh, I don't remember the individual's name, but from Oria in the yeah. past. He um, was uh, the long Italian last yes. name. Yes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. <laughs> My memory's bad at the, at the best of times. But, um, you know, basically this... Uh, again, I'd love to have Tim on the show, but whether there is some resent- resentment towards the PC party or they just don't want to stick their neck out because this is a race that... You know, it's too close to call or yeah. or maybe not yeah. want to have that, you know, the, the optics of, hey, here's a, a former PC party leader who's just supporting the PCs because right. he was because a he was progressive a PC, conservative. Yeah. So yeah. I can understand why they're straddling the fence on this. It, it kind of makes sense. Uh, from a realtor's perspective, I'm not sure how political you guys do want to get on a day-to-day basis. Obviously, you're going to support who you want to support. But at the end of the day, the association and local realtors want to help. <clears throat> that you know, local real estate, uh, you know, thrive and and, and uh, exactly. go above and beyond for for their clients. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it, who knows what what the politics is going on over there, and um, I, I stay out of that, Rick, <laughs> I, and uh, I I just simply. Um, just want to sell real estate here in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> just focus and, on uh, what we can control. At the end of the day, but, that's uh, all you can do. I, I don't it's get great. Involved. It's great entertainment, though. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think I. I don't know if I would be a good politician because I. I would. Uh, I would be the type of person saying, "Listen, I. I would have a hard time adjusting to their way of doing things, mm. and uh, and I would want to do good things uh, for." people and they say well you can't do that because you're gonna upset this guy and that right. guy and i yeah. go well but what about the rest of the people like i don't know yeah. how it runs i'm glad i'm not involved with it and yeah. i know it's it's tough and uh um, well, let me ask you this are you at all surprised given uh the red hot housing market in toronto and hamilton what the provincial government did last year uh, to cool off the market are you surprised that Real estate or housing isn't a major topic in this selection. You know, I I don't I don't know. So the the stress test is 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 something I think did affect um, the uh, the foreign t- the foreign tax. I don't think it affected us in Hamilton. Right. Uh, I don't know what the the number is in in Toronto, and I I'm sure it did affect uh, in uh, Vancouver, uh, but it, the market was going that way. But I think that with the stress test. I, I don't think that is something that that that's definitely hurt the market, and but I don't think it's going to make a difference because if somebody's uh, qualified to buy a house for a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage or or four hundred thousand dollar mortgage, mm-hmm. but they can afford a four hundred fifty or four hundred or five hundred, 
and they're just gonna they're just gonna they're use just gonna that bo- they're gonna use that boring power to buy something else. Yeah, and, and it and they'll still be at their max. So if if a, uh, if if there's a, a recession of some sort that comes in, no matter what, people are going to be in trouble regardless. Yeah. The, the ones that, you know, they got the, fin- well, we know the, the household boat finance, is, they, got a, they got a nice yeah. boat, they got, you know, the big $90,000 Ford truck. Yeah. And, Credit and cards. Their the, cards and everything. Yeah. They are still going to be in trouble whether this stress test was introduced or not. Yeah. It's just the way that the, the, the world goes. And... Regardless of what um, uh, political party is in power come June 7th after Election Day, it's not like they're going to be switching anything uh, real estate related because everything just kind of came in. So if Doug Ford's the next premier, if Andrew Horvath's the next premier, Kathleen Wynne wins again, it's not like, all right, you know, we're going to have to change things again. Uh, It seems like they're just letting things, uh, you know, go by the wayside. Yes, I you know, and who knows? And Kathleen Wynne's coming out with all these promises. <laughs> I think, I think, even when they they implemented all these regulations and initiatives, they have to be very careful as to what they do with this. Oh yeah, real, with, with the real estate market, it has such a strong ripple effect throughout the country, trickling down to everybody. Yeah. Um, that it's a it's a scary situation. Be interesting when we come back. We'll talk about uh, the most deserving family. We'll leave it at that, as well as the golfy guarantee. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Let's go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website. Their phone number, 905-575-7700, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, Hamilton Bulldogs, Memorial Cup. Yeah, is, what a, is on <laughs> man alive yeah we're uh what a great story. exciting exciting uh for the city exciting for us um we've we've been following them along all season long and mm-hmm. and they kind of they 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 always had a chance but they they had a you know steve sales made a couple changes at the deadline and went yeah. on and got a couple really big, propelled the yeah, team forward and uh and, and kind of took them over the top um, so I, I had a chance to get down to some of those games. It was like 8,500 people in the, yeah. you know, we haven't Great seen anything atmosphere. like, yeah, in 10 years. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, hopefully you bring the, uh, the mem cup home. It'd be a, you know, it'd be a pretty cool a experience for everybody in Hamilton. You guys are in Regina, not physically, <laughs> but you have a billboard there. Yeah, we put up a billboard right downtown uh, Regina, right by yeah. the arena. Uh, we put up a Go Hamilton, uh, Go Go Bulldogs. Go Hamilton Bulldogs, Go Dogs, yeah. Yeah, we put up a nice big billboard. So that is hopefully, awesome. To uh, show our support for those guys. Yeah, I'm sure they see all our billboards throughout the city, so we'll make them feel right I, at home. Right at home <laughs> I, I, think, I think some uh, Remax agents in uh, Regina are going, what's Who going on? It's <laughs> Rob Golfing. <laughs> it's go- He's only the number one in transactions in Canada. <laughs> yeah, That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So go dogs go. Uh, best of luck to them as the Memorial Cup uh, continues in Regina. Um, uh, there's Swift Current Broncos. Regina Pats are the host team, and Akati Bathurst Titan are the other team. So uh, yes, go dogs go. All right. The most deserving family. We have a couple of minutes to spend uh, on this. What's going on? So in in Toronto, uh, a couple listed a house, 
in uh, I think it's in the beach area, the beach, okay. uh, uh, the beaches, and uh, I'm, they call it the beach or beaches. And popular uh, place. The the couple that are selling it, they they were there for twenty five years. They raised their family, and they don't care about the highest bidder. They want the mo- They want a family that is going to raise their family there, just like they they did themselves. Right. So if, you know, and I think it I think it's who's got the best letter. <laughs> Yeah. Submit a picture, submit a letter. You're going to see people. So it's not the best price. It's the best letter. Right. So it's the best story from the buyer. We're a couple. We've got two children. They're like two and three. And, you know, my parents, you know, they're going to come up with a good letter. Like I probably, you know what? If I, (laughs) I'd probably hire a professional writer (laughs) (laughs) to to help me get this. Like, like, let's get in there. uh, But this isn't anything that we have. Haven't seen before. Yeah, um, right. I think it was last year. There was an article that came out that a house in sold. A, yeah, sold one hundred and fifty thousand dollars less than the highest offer price mm-hmm. um, yeah. to go to a family that was that more was deserving. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and not going. You know, a lot of people want to shy away from the investor, right? Because they don't want to sell it to a tear down right. a person that's going to tear it down. And there's those stories where where those investors will also submit letters. And yeah. in two weeks, there's a bin on it's the driveway with a dump yeah. truck and, yeah. a, and a and a bulldozer. So, those are um, unfortunate situations. But yeah, it's it's just kind of a neat little little thing to hear Very these stories. And, and so, how much would this home go for? Like, it, it's uh, got to be in the eight nine hundred thousand. Really? Right? I would assume. Wow. I'm, I'm not sure. In the article, I uh, it, it says it says that they're at. They're asking whatever their asking price I don't is. Think, I, yeah, I, I don't think. But uh, they're asking eight seventy five. They haven't released the the, the purchase price yet, okay. but they said it. The way they stated it wasn't. They didn't bring a monetary value into it. Okay. But they just stated it and went to the most deserving family. Wow. Yeah. Should be interesting. See how it. Uh, yeah. How it no, turns no out. kidding. It, I might uh, start crafting a letter. You know what? <laughs> you know what? It, it's it's the couple. You know, they probably you know very well established. They're yeah. financially. You know. W- you know, and they just want somebody else to enjoy the house like mm-hmm. they did uh, raising their That's family. That's pretty cool. Yeah, which is nice. All right, let's end with uh, the Golfie Guarantee. We've heard it on uh, this radio station as uh, well as our uh, other radio stations, uh, Fresh Radio and, uh, and Why Would Await, uh, the Golfie Guarantee. So what is it? So we will we will guarantee um, their sale. And what's happening out there right now, houses aren't selling as fast as they used to sell. Right. So some people have bought uh, bought and they bought firm. Now they need to sell their house, and their house is not selling. So I, I've come in and, and guaranteed their house with you know with a 120 day closing, and on that 120 day, if I haven't sold it, I take possession of that mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's giving people uh, some uh, it's peace of mind. Really, right? it is peace of mind. We had one couple. Um, we uh, put their uh, they had their house listed for four months, and um, uh, it was listed at five ninety nine nine. And when she saw us, she was in tears. And I said to her, and I, uh, and, and uh, I said, your house is priced right. I just can't understand why your house didn't sell. And you know, I, I could see a few mistakes here and there on the on the, the listing. So we put it up for sale, and we sold the house in two days. Oh wow! The same price as the previous agent. And um, and she like she was in tears when she when when she saw us. Yeah. Philip knows who we're talking about. Yeah. And and like because she was worried because they're they're. 
They're closing on a new construction home. Right. So they had to within move. 30 yeah. days. They, wow. they needed a firm deal. And we got we got them an offer within two days. She was so relieved and, and happy about that. Yeah, we posted the story on Facebook and Instagram, obviously. Yeah. It's a great story. So yeah, we can see the rest is. of it, it there. Is. Phenomenal story. Great way to end uh, the show. For more information on the Golfie Guarantee and all the other things that the Golfie team does, go to robgolfie.com. Guys, enjoy the long weekend. We'll see you next week. You yeah. got it. We're Take back care. next Saturday at 9 right here on 900 CHML.